everyone and welcome back to the class of war podcast and this episode we have a very special guest with us today he is the host of with all due respect and the comic con podcast his name is keen castro yo 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 shout out everybody big love to you guys man it's a privilege to be on this motherfucking show it's telling him off air uh, shout out Russell Sun Eagle. Y'all know him, Okie Podcast, all that good shit he does, man. Uh, he's been talking to me about his this man in particular for quite some time, you know what I'm saying? Uh, as well as just y'all's whole gang. I was telling my man off air, I'll tell you right here. I've been fucking waiting to hang out with you guys. You guys are so cool. So it's cool to finally hang out with some real life podcasters outside of myself. Shout out to my boy Jules, my co host on Comic Con's podcast. He's a real podcaster too. But you guys are pretty cool. So it's, it's dope to be hanging and talking. <laughs> Thanks, man. So what you been doing, doing, brother? So currently, uh, me and my wife, we just moved. Uh, my wife, Joe Miller, shout out her. She's a comedian and shit. Uh, you're going to hear a lot of shout outs from me, man. Um, uh, for sure. We just moved into a new place. Uh, mm. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, loving my home. I've been currently trying to build my little, my new podcast studio and should have been fucking putting my figures up. And, you know, I've recently gotten a figure collecting and stuff, uh, just trying to get this looking really nice. So I've uh, been building on that quite a bit, you know, been trying to organize these guys over here. Uh, it's taken me two days and I've accomplished maybe one shelf mm-hmm. of how I want to display my figures and shit. But, uh, other than that, my big thing that I've been, you know, spending a lot of time doing is working with my brother Jules on the Comic Cons podcast. Uh, it's a podcast about anything and everything, comic books, movies, anime, video games, action figures, all things under the nerd sun. That's what we mm. do. We're the guys here to deliver your nerd news. So, uh, yeah, I've been loving it. We get to film live at Impulse Creations out here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it was always one of my dreams, right? To uh, mm-hmm. When I first started podcasting many, many, many years ago, I'm talking like 10 years ago, uh, on my very first podcast, it was called Living With My Wife, Batman and Hip Hop. Don't go look it up on YouTube because it's on YouTube and it's really corny. <laughs> but uh, many, many years ago, man, I started a podcast about comic books, anime, and you know the spill. Uh, and the goal was to be able to A, film live, you know, at a comic book shop, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the comic book men. They were a humongous influence. Kevin Smith and his whole tribe is a big reason why I I got into podcasting and shit. Um, But, and then B to, to do it live at a comic con. That's the next step. You know what I mean? Uh, We're in a comic book shop. I'm very happy. Very satisfied. The staff there is incredible. They're really sweet people. Um, me and my wife actually got married at, in that very same comic shop by Kevin Smith. Shout out to my man. You know what I'm saying? So that was a oh, humongous shit. blessing. So now we're working on trying to get into a comic con, uh, be that at just a regular fucking booth or on a panel one way or the other. You know what I mean? Like 
We're working on it, man. We're fucking busting our ass over here, reading a lot of comics. You know oh, what I mean? Man. I spent a majority of my work day today uh, consuming Lazarus Pit or Lazarus Planet. Uh, mm-hmm. There's like so many different variants of that going on. Uh, some Nightwing, the current Batman. I've just been, when I'm supposed to be making sales calls, I've been fucking just reading comics. So let's <laughs> hope I keep my job, kids. You know. So do you do the podcast during hours at the comic book shop? We do. So they're cool enough to let us, uh, though it would be cool, right? To get to mm. do it like after hours, you know, after yeah. hours with the cons. Like I might yeah. try to set that up like the R rated, except we <laughs> curse and shit anyway. But like we could have like a funky song while we, boom, 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 I don't know, like a sexual track or something. Like yeah. After hours <laughs> with the cons. But no, yeah. we film live right there during store hours. So you'll get like little ass children running and fucking like, dad, I want this. And you'll get some old comic heads walking by looking at us like these guys don't know comics but you know what i mean it's it's a good fucking time man like i love it it's it's so cool uh it, it's a good vibe man it's a good vibe like i said we will fucking uh one of the staff members i don't know the guy's name uh forgive me shout out to that guy but uh usually right before we start the show he's like our plug on everything going on that uh, we missed in nerd news mm. uh, i'm often browsing cbr and youtube just trying to stay up to date with like oh marvel just did this or dc's doing this over here you know what i mean but uh Usually when I walk in the front door, he has like five or six sticky notes of like, okay, dude, so like this is what's going on. And I'm like, bet, bro, like we're going to fucking talk about this. You know what I mean? So shout out to him, man. And shout out to the store owner's son, too. He does a lot for us, man. He's a really sweet kid, too. Going back to uh, after hours, I can just see like a stripper pole in the back and just like a, a stripper just dancing in the background while you guys are just talking fucking slave leia or some shit i think my sex song is a little too metal it's not it's not quite sexy a slayer at the back just go in oh man just fucking just just fucking have boys to men in the background too Voice man playing because why not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just back there, just one fucking sleeve off of their jacket, fucking just abbed up. Fucking the other guy pouring grease. This is a weird after hours podcast. <laughs> my boy <laughs> HBO has to get involved because it's too R rated, man. You know what I mean? Oh man, a lot of like a lot of sponsors will pick that up real fast, man. Facts. Fuck That's man. the next move, boys. That's what's up next for the Comic Con. So. You know, I'll bring you guys out so you guys can live pod with us. So <laughs> we'll just, we'll do that. That's the plan. <laughs> so with you being a comic book nerd, man, do you read a lot of, um, like you're really up to speed with comic books and everything. Uh, do you like mostly, you know, do you have like a genre or not genre, but are you mostly reading like both? I mean, do you guys, do you guys pick like uh, DC and Marvel oh. and stuff like that? I will say this about our show, man, and a lot of people are going to hate us, but we're DC biased, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to come clean with it straight up. Batman biased as fuck, but we do our best to read, and we haven't got to do this necessarily yet. Yeah. Um, we, we read a lot of DC. We're staying current to DC. DC's doing this new thing called the uh, the Dawn of DC. It's like a they. It's like a, a whole revamping of the book. You know what I mean? They did New Fifty Two some years back, oh, yeah. um, and and in between these two events, they did a 
what is it rebirth it's it's like a thing like that where they're revamping so we've been staying really up to date with dc and we're diehard dc fans but we do love marvel uh for those of you guys watching at home we will be getting into some marvel books i actually just placed an order uh at impulse creations for some daredevil i'm a huge daredevil fan i'm a huge uh punisher fan of course i love spidey and cap um what it is for me, man, is oftentimes like I just prefer darker, more rough stories, mm. uh, more grounded in reality a lot. Uh, the Avengers are cool, man. Like I got no beef with them. I just prefer my superheroes to smoke 10 packs of cigarettes a day and have an alcohol problem. You know, I like them to have real life issues. That's what I love about guys like uh, Spider-Man, though. The kid doesn't smoke cigs, but like think about it, like 16 years old dealing with the 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 weight of like I got to go to school get good grades and make sure my aunt may is cool. We're struggling on the verge of broke as hell, but yet I also got to go over here and save the world. You know, yeah. like that's, that's heavy as fuck to me. You know what it's like? I feel that um, punisher. Like I lost my whole family and now I'm obsessed with this fucking, this, this idea I've made in my head of like, I, I, I am the one man taking on the war, war on crime. Like, and it's a real, real life war for me. And until every criminal is gone, like I won't feel I've avenged the death of my family. Like that's dark. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's really dark. I, I prefer the darker shit. Uh, I, I relate to it more. I don't know mm. why, you know what I mean? It's just, it's what I feel, but I like a good story every now and then Spidey has happy stories, you know, but DC has corny stories too. You know what I'm saying? I, I like it all. I, I love all things superheroes, man. But lately we've been reading a lot of DC. Uh, I do want to say as well, though, too, like not only superheroes though, man, when it comes to like comic book reading, like there's so many different fucking like, uh, genres of comic book. I'm a big fan of, uh, this is probably why I'm a big fan of like crime and noir. And I often find that especially mm. not only in DC, but like in Batman, he's the world's greatest detective. There's a lot of crime, old crime movie elements in his stuff. You know, you got the mobsters and I, I love that. I'm a sucker for that kind of shit when it comes to film, comics, whatever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I hope I answered your question. I talked a lot. <laughs> so, you like Batman, so who's your favorite villain? Out of the Batman series. So obviously I'm going to say the most basic ass answer, but it's because he's the best. Uh, the Joker's like the other side of the bat. I feel mm. like with the bat psychology, uh, Joker says it all the time. He's one bad day away like from becoming that guy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But then I also love like uh, some of the smaller villains that I feel like don't get a lot of recognition in play, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Victor Zaz, he's dumb, but like, I feel like there's a horror, uh, either horror film with Batman in it or a, a horror storyline that could just be done really again, the darkness. I love the darkness, uh, with Victor Zaz. I don't know if you're familiar, but he's a serial killer. Every time yeah. he kills somebody, he fucking cuts, leaves a cut on like that's, that's brutal. Uh, as well as like a uh, professor pig. Uh, I think that's his name, man. He's this guy that wears a pig mask and he's obsessed with like trying to create the perfect body on his victims and shit. Like that's crazy. But like, I love all of them. Freeze Riddler. Like they're all amazing. Oh man. They should make a video or not video, but a movie about hush. Hush would be brutal. Have you seen the animated film? Yeah, I did. It's, it's brutal. It's really written really well. My wife, um, who obviously isn't like a comic book fan like me. I'm a huge geek. Um, but I have recently got her to start collecting comics. She collects a lot of horror comics. Shout out to my wife. Um, 
But we've been binging through all of the DC animated films and shout out to the boys in DC studios or whoever the fuck's making it because they're writing it in such a way that it's capturing my wife's attention. So I'm super thankful that I get to cuddle my wife and watch some super uh, some superhero (laughs) films. Uh, But Hush is one of her favorites. Hush and the Dark Knight Returns films, uh, the Frank Miller cartoon joints. she's loving it hush was written so well the only beef i had with hush i don't know how well you remember it but it's at the end spoiler alert kids when you find out that hush this whole time was riddler uh i've read the comics so I oh knew yeah that, but I, I feel like hush should have been his best friend that guy i don't know his name but the, there was a, a a guy in there a whole lot uh his friend the doctor do you know what i'm talking mm-hmm. about yeah i feel like it would have been him hush when you look at the characters built and then you find it at the end, it's Riddler, and Riddler's still this skinny little dorky guy. I'm like, how did that work? Like, that didn't make sense to me, you know, but whatever. Yeah, Hush was, like, my favorite character, plus that there's not a lot of love for Toothface. Toothface yeah. is, like, my number one favorite character. Toothface is amazing. Um, huge fan of how they've done him in the films as well. Uh Obviously, you got him as uh, I don't know who played him, but Harvey Dent in the uh, Dark Knight uh, mm. Rises with Joker. Um, phenomenal film. I loved Harvey Dent and Two Face. You know, both both the, the actor slayed both parts. But I want to take it back, man, to uh, what is it? Val Kilmer, Batman Forever with mm. Jim Carrey, Riddler, and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Two Face, fucking dude. That's what I grew up on, and to me. That's Two Faces energy all day. I thought that that shit was dope. And his suit with the fucking two halves, you know what I mean? Fire. What do you think about Michael Keaton coming back as Batman? So, as I said earlier, you know I'm a Bat fan, mm-hmm. right? So first and foremost, I want to say this to upset everybody. This is a Batman movie, kids. Calm down. Michael <laughs> Keaton is back. Flash is irrelevant. Um, I'm excited. Uh, I've watched the trailer maybe 15 times you know what i'm saying uh and i just love when it panned they're like you're 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 you're." he's like yeah i'm batman you know what i'm saying (laughs) his face looking a little rough but he old you know what i mean but i'm excited for it i'm excited for it the combat in this is going to be you know way better than it was back in the day like the CGI and everything now is is so much different the technology we have for things like superhero films and shit like we're going to be seeing old man Keaton like beating the shit out of people, bro. So like, I'm, I'm super excited to have 1989 Batman back. I, uh, I've been hunt, trying to hunt down a Keaton figure. That's not too much money, but I, uh, haven't stumbled upon, uh, across any yet. They're all about a bill something. So you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't really, I ain't got the dough. I really not hope today. that they, well, I don't know if they did or what, but bring Jack Nicholson back as his Joker. I mean, if they did that, man. God, fuck. you're talking to me, bro. Do you know how amazing that would be? I'm a so I'm a huge Jack Nicholson fan. I will say personally, Heath Ledger did it closest to what I envisioned of the Joker, right? But mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson again, that crime noir feel. You know what I'm saying? He was mobster, like that's the mafia Joker. So fucking good, and Jack Nicholson is phenomenal anyway. Yeah, dude. God bless Jack Nicholson. Is- Jack Nicholson is is the goat. Uh, even in shit like anger management, like to me, he's still playing the same exact role. He's still the Joker, even yeah, in anger dude. management. 
Honestly, I'll say he was even a better Joker in Anger Management than he was in the Batman movie. He was phenomenal in that movie. I just love his smile as he's just watching him. he's evil he's sinister you know what i'm saying dude seems like he's real life nuts you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. i'd hate to like date his daughter like i I don't think that would go well for anybody you know what i mean you wouldn't know if you were doing good (laughs) or bad you know what i'm saying it's like fuck i'm dating the joker's daughter fuck right it'd be tough man it'd be tough you know i mean how did you get into figure collecting besides comic books so I think I, I started collecting figures, you know what I'm saying, some years back and then stopped, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, as I said, I got married recently and uh, my wife has kind of allowed me the free space to be uh, as geeky as possible and still let me make love. So, like, I've taken full advantage of that and I've started collecting toys now. Um, I recently started uh, following a bunch of other toy collectors on Facebook and shit. And, uh, Oftentimes, uh, I like to laugh at myself because um, when watching their videos and shit with their toys, I was watching a guy the other day, man, not going to say his name, uh, but I was watching a guy the other day uh, pull out some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle figures. And the moment the man started doing that on the camera, I knew, man, like I might have some issues. Like I think. I may be a fucking man child, you know, because I do the same thing in here when setting them up. I'm like, oh, dude, get him in this. You know, I'm actually playing with these fucking toys and I'm 28 years old. It's crazy. (laughs) But uh, as far as how I got into figure collecting, man, it had to come from my love of like superheroes and shit. Uh, As of late, what it's become for me, though, is more so on the art side of things. Um, They're like a bunch of mini statues that I get to have of things that I love and hold close to my heart. Uh, So when I get to look at them and shit, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, brings back a a piece of innocence, a piece of childhood. That's really nice. Mm. Uh, So, so that's kind of how I've gotten into it, man. And that's flooded into some other crazy. I've recently started collecting VHS tapes, uh, just shit from my childhood, man. I've been loving. I uh, picked up my first lot of VHS tapes uh, maybe three weeks ago. I got a uh, Aliens one, two, and three, Die Hard one, two, and three, and just like a bunch of fucking bangers, Goonies. Fucking, I'm looking back here right now. Scarface, The Godfather, like just a lot of classics. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love it. I'm uh, trying to get me one of those old combo TVs. I don't want a new TV, man. I want a vintage fucking TV mm, combo. That's the way VCR. to go, man. I'm saying, I'm saying, bro, it's going to go right here in the studio. You know what I'm saying? I'm going uh, to maybe have it playing <laughs> in the background while I'm podcasting. And shit. Hell yeah, I man. I remember we just like putting in those VHS, VHS tapes and just sitting on the ground eating my cereal as a kid, watching all these like Batman movies and fucking right. Rambo and all that shit. Saturday morning cartoons oh, and shit. Yeah. Like people don't even know about the, that, man. Those were good times. You know what I'm saying? Here's one. Uh, let me ask you this though. Cause I completely missed this wave and I'm a lame for it. I missed two waves, man. Mm-hmm. Three waves that are huge. A in the collecting, uh, collecting all over, not even just figures, man, just collecting. If you're a nerd, you, you usually like this shit. I don't have knowledge of this shit, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to list these three things for you. And I'm going to ask you if you fuck with them. And if you don't great, if you do, I, I figured, but uh, He-Man, how do you feel about He-Man? He-Man. You see, I didn't get into him um, as a kid. Same. 
But Same. for now, like they're coming out with him again, especially mm-hmm. that fucking old '80s movie that he came out. He Man, you remember the, that? Is it the live action one? The live action one, yeah. Yep, yep. Fucking that mullet, man. I mean, yeah. I think that was one of my inspirations of getting a mullet too. So the mullet's vicious too. You're rocking it. I, yeah. I wish my shit would grow in nice. <laughs> you know what I mean? To where I could have like a, a flavorful mullet. I'm I'm too weenie right now for it though. I gotta get that but, perm again, man. I mean, I had my so. Go ahead, go ahead. I get excited. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, uh, I had a perm, but my hair started growing out, so I started losing my perm. So my barber had to cut the perm off. But in the back, fuck, it's vicious. Perm yeah, in the back, man. A perm on a mullet is so fucking fire, bro. Like that's mm. that's the energy to have. You know what I'm saying? Um, I am also into He Man due to current shit, right? Mm-hmm. I know nothing of him from the past. I'm a fucking noob, man. I'm a poser. You know what I mean? But He Man, GI Joe, and Transformers. I, I I missed those waves, bro. I missed those waves. Yeah, He Man, I missed. But I'm starting to like. I don't have any figures of He-Man. I mean, mm-hmm. they're fucking dope as fuck. Don't get me wrong. But as for G.I. Joe, I have a shitload of figures of those. And dope. Transformers. I fucking, when I was a kid, my brother, older brother, got me into Transformers. And when that nice. movie came out, fuck, I was hyped. But then... The, you're, so, you're talking about the Shia LaBeouf films? Yeah, Shia LaBeouf films. And, but Is the he last in all one, of them? I don't know. The last one of Transformers, that movie, just killed it. It's like, oh man, is this this not the same? Because they're coming out with like Transformers that I don't even know. Right, right. I feel like a lot of guys that like Transformers from the old days felt that way as Transformers because Transformers have have evolved quite a bit throughout time. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You got them and they turn into cars, and then you know you got them and they turn into fucking. animals and shit which i think was a cool uh, oh, yeah. addition to them you know what i mean but I, I feel like a lot of people felt like that i missed it uh but like it, it, it's crazy because we wouldn't even have like action figures if it wasn't for gi joe like gi joe was the first figure shout out to barbie you know what i mean that influence came from barbie and shit but you know we wouldn't have action figures if it wasn't for fucking barbie my guy mm-hmm. but uh you know what I'm saying? Yeah, G.I. Joe's the first fucking figs, man. And I missed the whole wave of giving a fuck about them. I might get some eventually, though. Like, But they got to be special pieces for me. Uh, another one, I'm I'm hip to it. But uh, another, the, the big four, man. Like I said, it's He-Man, G.I. Joe. Uh, what was that? Transformers. Um, Ninja Turtles. Oof. Huge for collecting. I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. And then uh, there was... Star Wars, man. Fucking Star Wars figs. People love collecting that shit. They'll mm-hmm. spend hella money for the Star Wars. But Fuck Ninja anyway. Turtles, man. For me, I bought the canister. The ooze mm-hmm. canister. Yeah. Nice. That's I bought dope. That. That's dope. But when I was a kid, dude, I always I was always into um Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Like I was a big Power Rangers fan, man. I had a blue ranger that I received for my birthday one year. And on that same day, me and my mom, we lived, uh, you know, grew up a single kid and shit. We lived in kind of a rough, like, project area, man. And I had got my Power Ranger. And you know what I mean? I was like, I'm going to go outside and play with this on the fucking playground, dude. Yeah. And I uh, I went to do that. And this fucking little kid and his big sister beat my ass and fucking took it, bro. I was so broken hearted. Oh, you know what I mean? It sucked so much. You know what 
and my mom tried to shout out to my mom for being a fucking warrior. Uh, she went out and tried to find the kid, you know what I mean? But he was already gone. So I never, I never got him back, you know, but oh. big fan of the power Rangers, man. They're, they're dope. The, uh, the originals though, the, you know, the go, go power Rangers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like that was the, the, the time, you know what I'm saying? Good so, time, man. Good time to be back and growing up in those, the, that area because I was. used to like rush home and sit down and get my fucking snacks and sit down mm-hmm. and watch it for like two hours straight with cartoons back to back. And people don't know that people don't realize that that was a good ass time because now everything's on YouTube, everything. And they have people, kids don't even know about that area, how we have to right. fucking rush home. And we know what time this comes on and that comes on. Right. And now yeah. kids is just like, Oh, I can just watch cartoons all day from a cartoon network or some shit. Right. Right. And I mean, like, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I I'm happy for streaming, but that's Mm. what it all is now. Like now everything's on demand, like right there when you fucking want it, they didn't have to wait for a, for the two hour block or anything like they didn't, they didn't go through those days. You know what I'm saying? Though those were some special times, you know, and, I uh, and maybe that's why I collect so much, trying to bring back the feeling that times like that brought me. Times like that were uh, far more simple. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what we had to worry about, even when things were going on. You know what I mean? That we didn't quite understand or know what's going on. You know, though those were the those were the days. You know what I'm saying? We all we cared about was the cartoons, the mm-hmm. fucking toys, the you know the good times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So besides figures and comic books, what else do you collect? So I'm mainly a figures and collectors guy. Uh, You see me looking around. Like I said, VHS tapes just started collecting that. Uh, Me and my wife were both very much into like uh, fucking old movie posters too, man. I got a Godzilla picture and all kinds of shit in there. I got a Godzilla, Planet of the Apes. I'm a huge Planet of the Apes fan. So anything Planet of the Apes. I got a Planet of the Apes picture up here. I know you guys can't see. I'll try to show you You won't be able to see it but it's up here man a vintage planet of the apes picture uh you know what i mean just anything retro i'm kind of really into that right now i got a bunch of cds and shit like you know what i mean uh nazilmatic uh what is that raekwon the chef uh built for cuban links and you know what i mean shit like that like i try to collect a lot of uh old old cds and shit i I love old school hip-hop man that's that's my energy so that probably that man and other than that i think it's really Man, really figures and comics, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. I mean, I started collecting sneakers. Uh, nice, nice. Yeah, I know Russ is also real big on the sneaker game. I never had the bread for it, man. I want to get like y'all, y'all out here fresh <laughs> to death, man. I got that fucking house shoes right now, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm wearing because I got into mean? sneakers, man. It's just like I want sneakers from back in the day, back when my I always fucking sound like I'm old from back in the day. Um, I always had that's the, when uh, shit was good though, man. That's yeah. when shit have flavor. You know what I mean? You you own that back in the day, brother. You know oh, what I mean? Man. That's a that's a badge to have. You know? Oh, we always fucking rock the Reeboks with the pumps. That's man. tough. That's tough. That's tough. And it took me. I, uh, a, go ahead. Go ahead. It took me a long time to find the shoes that I used to have, and fuck, I have them my size now. Um, hold on, just a minute. I'll grab. One. Do your thing, do your thing, man. I love this picture you got back here uh, behind you as well. Oh, the Samoan, Samoan yeah. picture? 
Who that did that? These fucking bad boys. Yeah, those are tough. I love the coloring on them too. See, coloring was different too back in the day, man. Like it was all neon and shit. Like I'm a big fan of that shit. Like it's it's beautiful. That's how I plan on doing this podcast studio. Is getting like a bunch of like neon lights. Like uh, I don't know if you know what vaporwave is or anything like yeah. that. But it's like a it's a whole style, man. That's that's how I want to do this whole studio. You know what I mean? It's just real vaporwave, eighties retro. You know what I'm saying? Like eighties, nineties. I'm a nineties baby, so you know what I'm saying. But yeah, man. Yeah, man. I started getting into uh, classic post, classic movie posters as well, too. Nice. So nice. I went to this one guy's house, and he was selling all of his shit. And he was going to throw away his movie po- posters. Because he's like, no, oh, they're not going to be worth anything. Mm-hmm. So I bought most of them, but I have, like, the old number one printing of um, Ghostbusters. Oh, wow. That's dope as shit. That's dope as shit. Yeah, I just had to put it in That's the frame funny. and everything. And plus that, I would collect a lot of like um, old uh, vintage uh, NBA posters as well. That's tough. That's tough. I uh, Like I said, me and my wife, since we moved into this new house, that's one thing that we've gotten into collecting as well as the old vintage movie pictures, uh, old vintage movie photo. I got an old school Godzilla joint. Um, we got a lot of Studio Ghibli ones as well for some reason. Uh, I got Pulp Fiction. That one's easy. You can find that at Vintage Stock yeah. and shit. But you know what I mean? Planet of the Apes and Godzilla posters are kind of my grab. Like, I would love a Batman one from back in the day and shit like that. But, like, uh, definitely Godzilla and Planet of the Apes. Uh, I've noticed, like, a lot of the old school Planet of the Apes ones, like the ones that are rare, are like French. They have a lot of French ones. I don't know why. Mm. Um, but I'm in a lot of Facebook groups for Planet of the Ape collecting and shit. I'm a weirdo. Uh, but I notice a lot of those guys when they're talking about like rare pieces, it always has to do with the French. They always got like French writing on it or, oh, I got a French copy of the film and shit like that. So I'm like, I, I think I need a French Planet of the Apes poster, man. Mm. So which is your, what's your favorite uh, Planet of the Apes movie? Okay. So I've watched the old ones. Mm. Uh, I like them. Okay. Um, my favorite out of all of the films, uh, the new three, they got right. They were just three of the coolest fucking movies to ever be created. I'm passionate behind this. I will talk days for this. So, uh, the new planet of the apes are absolutely amazing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the second one out of the new ones, Dawn of the planet of the apes is my favorite. I just felt like it was the right combination of, uh, ape action. You know what I'm saying? In, in humans, I get tired of fucking seeing the humans. I don't care to see them in these movies. I just wanted to hear fucking Koba talking about apes together strong. Like that shit is so gangster, bro. Like I love watching that Caesar. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but, uh, the, one of the very, the very end scene, uh, Koba says, Caesar weak. And my boy Caesar looks at him and says, Koba weaker i'm just like yo <laughs> off bro beat his ass like so cool but i love all three of those um now to the originals right the originals were great um you gotta put your mind in the mindset of when they were released right when they were released those movies were controversial uh you, nothing like that had been done it scared a lot of people i know i know the uh the effects and shit aren't up to par man but they were still classics in their own right very womanizing 
though. I will say uh, Taylor, whatever his name is, like the way he talks to that little slave chick. I don't know what the fuck who she is. I don't know her name. I need to do better. But like he's really like weird and kind of like pushy a little bit, a bit aggressive. But that was, what, that was the era. That was back when people on TV would be like, oh, why I ought to punch you right in the kisser? Like talking to the <laughs> ladies and shit. I'm like, yo, so who, who is this? Like, you know what I'm saying? But like that was that was the times man and in the times like they they really did that the makeup uh for the apes and everything like it was it was cool man i loved it i i, I really enjoyed it man cornelius was dope in it uh zira uh later on you get you get the first look at caesar you know what mm. i'm saying he ain't fucking with our caesar you know what i'm saying but, yeah. but he was cool he was cool you know what i'm saying like i, I love the old ones what i would give to collect some of those old uh the old posters or get that shit on VHS, bro. Like that would be amazing. You know what I'm saying? I'm on the hunt for that. So if you're watching this kids, you know what I mean? <laughs> do, you like the, do you like the Mark Wahlberg one? So that's the one. That's the one. That was a fucking <laughs> flop, bro. That's the one. Uh, they had that big dude in it too. He played a gorilla. Uh, what was his name? Do you oh, know who I'm um, talking like Fucking He's in the Green Mile, isn't he? Is that yeah. him? Gotcha. I don't know his name. I think he died. R.I.P. to brother man. Uh, but come on, no, Mark, Marky, Mark, why? You know, it wasn't the best. <laughs> I still watch it though. Like it was mm-hmm. on T Tubi TV for a little bit. I fucking jammed it. Uh, also, huge fan of Tubi TV. A lot of people hate on it. Like, oh, it doesn't have good shit. But it's literally the one place with. All the B-rated films, man. Like, all the indie shit. All the trash fucking one-liner-ass action films. Like, your ass is grass and I'm the lawnmower. Like, that's where you go to get that corny fucking action. Shout out to Tubi TV, guys. I need a sponsor, please. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, that fucking Mark Wahlberg movie, man. Like, the end of it, the end of that movie... And he comes back to our time and sees like mm-hmm. all those fucking police officer gorillas. Like at the Could end. you imagine waking up like that though? Mm. Like you just wake up one day and then like apes rule your world now. Like how would you feel? You know? Like I just wake up and just look outside and see my neighbor walking her her dog when she's a gorilla. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> The dog is a human now. You know, oh, it's yeah. not even a dog. Never the mind. fucking gorilla is is your old what your neighbor's supposed to be. Yeah, and your neighbor that was there yesterday is fucking a dog now, man. Well, like a human, but like on a leash and collar and shit. You know what I mean? Like that suck. I'd be like, hey, apes together strong. Like I'm with you. <laughs> like we're fucking we're cool, right? Like. I'm 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 with you. We stand together. All that good <laughs> shit. So you said that you're um a, well, you we went to wrestling school. How was I that? Did. So I, I'm a huge fucking wrestling fan, man. I feel like if you like anything nerdy, you know what I mean. Like it all crosses over, right? Comic books, pro wrestling, fucking video games, like it all kind of meshes. Especially if you're at a comic con or something. Like we all like each other's shit. Uh, Pro wrestling school was cool. I went to compound professional wrestling. I got trained by Mitch. Uh, Mitch has done some things uh, in Ring of Honor. Not Ring of Honor. Fucking, uh, what is that? Reality of wrestling with Booker T and shit like that. I think he's been to Japan a few times. Uh, I got trained by Latrell Dansbury. Uh, a lot of people guys, 
people don't know him. Uh, Latrell Upton is his wrestling name, the same as Michael Wolf. Um, Dylan is his real name. They all went to Japan and got to fucking train and shit and do some matches out there. Bunch of really cool guys, man. I loved it. I went in there thinking I was going to be a powerhouse, right? But I'm like a little guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned really fast that like I'm not the guy that does the throwing. I'm the guy that does the jumping to get thrown. Oh, I broke kayfabe. But uh, I'm the guy that does the jumping around to get thrown. I'm more of the lucha type. So I ended up tagging with my homie Dylan Morello, man, and he, he kind of tr- trained me a lot on the, the lucha way and shit. So he, me and him, we tagged a lot. We were Luchas de Sanchos. That was supposed Ooh. to be our little group. You know what I mean? Our, our fucking tag team. I'd cut the uh, – I'd, I'd cut the promo. I'd be like, you know, while you're at work earning that hard-earned dollar bill, your girl's at home watching us on TV and shit like that. He's like, hi, poppy. It's corny ass shit. We're fucking lame. But anyway, all that to be said, like, shout out to Dylan Murillo. Like, I remember uh, after everybody would go home, like, me and him would be the guys in there till about 2 or 3 in the morning still fucking going at it and then going to the gym afterwards to work out for another fucking hour like we were madly obsessed uh i ended up stopping allowed myself to get distracted by fucking you know women it's irrelevant doesn't matter i'm a married man now so you know but fucking quit for a girl like obviously i'm not even with these days so you know what i mean i should have stayed in wrestling i miss it so much i go to sleep nowadays uh thinking about you know uh the sound of the ropes um I've grown very addicted to the sound of the ropes or the sound of taking a fucking bump. Something about that really brings peace to my soul, man. Maybe again, it's that peace of innocence that I had when I was doing that chasing the dream of something that I had when I was a child, or I wanted to do so bad when I was a child, you know what I mean? Like eh. It's so beautiful. The art of professional wrestling. And that's exactly what it is. It's a fucking art. People complain all the time. Oh, it's fake. This it's fake. That like, yeah, but it's like an art. It's fucking. It's a dance in that ring. The thing these guys, the things these guys do, to be able to have. I, I'm an entertainer at heart, right? Mm. You know, that's what I love to do. Be on stage, entertain a motherfucker, talk my ass off. Uh, you know what I'm saying? To be able to have the ability to go out there, especially in these days. But they did it hard in the '80s. It was beautiful. Uh, but to be able to go out there, especially these days when everybody knows it's fake, right? And, and pull the illusion over their eyes and get you to believe just for a few seconds, a few seconds, you know, that this is real Mm. Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes at AEW. What is that? All in or whatever that fucking card was when those two went out there and threw blows, you felt that shit emotionally. You know what I mean? Like you were there, you felt every bit of that fight. It's Mm. fake, but it was magical. It was beautiful. It was a moment that, that, that only happened once in a fucking lifetime, right? Like, I don't know. I I loved it. I love pro wrestling. I still love it to this day. I would go back. I I often talk to my wife all the time. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking go back. I'm going to go do pro wrestling. She's like, you're 28, dude. Like, two kids. Shut up. You got to come back, man. You got to make one last fight. I would really like to. I would love to. I'm kind of waiting for the time. You know, for mm. the for the the time to free up is what it is. As soon as I get that time, I don't care how old I am. You know, if I'm wrestling in a fucking high school gym with a bunch of rednecks, I don't give a fuck. I just want to get in the ring and 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 you know do my thing one last go. So you know what I'm saying. I, I loved it, man. Yeah, it's man. beautiful. 
You lived the dream because I wanted to become a f- professional wrestler, but I just never went to it or did it because of yeah. my knee, tore my ligaments in my knee. So mm-hmm. that's uh, that's why the wife won't let me go back necessarily. Uh, nowadays is like, you know, like I said, if the chance comes, like I'm definitely gonna take it. But like, uh, you know, what I'm saying I'm a, I'm a rapper and thing. I make music and shit. Uh, rarely these days, I'm barely a rapper now, but like I perform a lot, you know, I still get booked on shows and shit like that. And, uh, one of my shows I was doing, I, uh, I try to bring a lot of energy when I'm on stage and shit. So like I was jumping around and fucking my whole knee blew the fuck out. I fell out on stage, finished the show and still had everybody hyped. It was a good time. But like at times now when I move, I, I still feel that pain. And like, as I said earlier, I'm a high flyer, you know what I mean? So like, I'm like, it's going to take one good jump, one good fucking landing or me to do one thing wrong, actually. Like, and it's, it's all over for my leg. I think if I went back though, one of the things my trainer said to me and it stuck with me, uh, you got to know how to use your limbs, your limbs for your particular body, right? I'm a short guy, small limbs. You got to know what works for your body is what Mm. I'm saying. So with that being said, maybe not the high flying anymore, stick close to the ground, you know, tact technical wrestling. Like, I feel like that might make sense for my character type, my body, my build, uh, little things like that, man, gems that I got to receive from guys like Michael Wolf and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. That's probably what I do. I probably be more of a Dean Malenko type wrestler now you know i might get a little flashy every now and then you know what i mean but i'd save those moves i think if i went back you Mm. know for the big moment which makes it mean even more right you know what i mean when undertaker's big ass would fucking uh what is that where he'd walk the ropes he didn't he didn't do it all the time and that's because when he does it it's special you know Mm. what i'm saying it's special when he does that shit you know i mean so for me, man, that was like one of my dreams is to run down the aisle like the old school eighties wrestlers. Yes. And fucking just get the rope and just fucking shaky like the ultimate wire and Yes, fucking. yes. So I agree with you, man. It was one of my dreams. It's still one of my fucking dreams. Uh you know, Russell Russell's a funny guy. You know him. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh big dreamer. You know what I'm saying? And uh, back when I first started the Rap Battle League, we had talks of, uh, and I don't know if he was joking. That's what I mean. He's a funny guy. He says things sometimes. You never know if he's serious, but he's a big dreamer. So whenever he says these things, you know, I don't doubt that there's at least a hint of like, I mean this shit. You know what I mean? When he says them, he's mentioned to me time and time again, like, yo, we should start up our own, like either fighting type, uh, I don't know what to call it organization or, or pro wrestling, uh, you know what I'm saying? Company, we should start our own shit. So the idea of starting my own, uh, wrestling shit has, has, has went across my mind many, many times due to Russell Sun Eagle, man, you never know. I started a fucking rap battle league out of nowhere. I might, might fuck around and start up with all due respect, professional wrestling. We'll see what happens. You know what mm. I mean? Rappers fighting. And ring. then if I do go ahead, as that rappers fight in the ring. Yeah, have you played Def Jam Fight for New York ever? Oh, jam. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. could do something like that, but, you know, I think it'd be cool, man. Fucking our own wrestling company. You know what I'm saying? All of us podcasters out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just fucking going ham, bro. Probably the most botchy of botches in all matches, bro. But we'd have fun. That's all that matters, bro. That's how you a know? fucking uh, Royal Rumble. Whole bunch of exactly. podcasters in that ring. 
fucking Macnez out there, fucking shirtless, <laughs> just ah, <laughs> you know. You're gonna see me coming time. out like fucking uh, Nacho Libre mm-hmm. and fucking just jumping mm-hmm. off the rope like an eagle. You know who I'd be worried about is uh, you know, Toke Signals, yeah, yeah. Fucking Josh is a big man, and I just feel like he might big boot the fuck out of me on accident. <laughs> Cause he's too high. Like I just feel like he's gonna be lit as hell and just bow rock my shit. You know what I mean? Like, oh dude, I listen to those guys' podcast and fuck man, this cracks me up because you can hear it in their voice that they're fucking blown out of their mind and just fucking just they are laughing, they're, laughing their asses off. They're pretty amazing guys, man. I got to meet them, uh, I think twice now in person maybe three times i think i yeah i did a podcast at russell sun eagle's house actually but we did a live podcast show two times um at the shrine out here uh Mm -hmm. in tulsa and i uh you know added them to the team you know what i mean uh of course i had russell sun eagle on it i had toke signals on it and i had magnez and then my wife she does a podcast with her sister they're both stand-up comedians called soul tap podcast check it out kids shameless plug um but I got to sit on stage with all of them. But before I got to do my podcast with all of them, like Toke Signals went up there with Russell and Magnez, man, and they were fucking hilarious. You know what I mean? I, I love those guys' energy. Uh, Josh, again, reminds me of Seth Rogen, though, with his voice and his laugh, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they're, they're, they're pretty amazing. Magnez, to me, is what I want to be when I get old as a podcaster, though. Like, I, I he... He's my real life Kevin Smith. When I listen to him, he, that guy can just talk. I don't know if you've got to pod with him yet or anything like that. Yeah, he dude, he's fucking. I he's mean, good. Yeah, he's really good. And plus that, man, he skates. He still skateboards, man. That's, that's fucking awesome. Crazy. That's crazy. And shout out to his little. Uh, I don't know who this kid is, man, but he's all over his Instagram shredding up the guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That? Yeah, I seen that. Shout out to that kid. He's amazing. He's a fucking superstar in the making. But Magnus, man, there's a skill to this shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we can all get in front of a mic yeah. and talk. We do that. Uh, but there's a certain level of this shit. Like after you do it for so long, like it shows. And Magnus is definitely one of those guys. I've always thought I've been a good talker. You know what I mean? I, I think I'm I'm okay at this. I think I give good talk, you know. But when I sat down with Magnez on that stage and he just got to going and telling his stories and expressing how he felt, it, I I was, uh, you know, for lack of better words, fucking intimidated in the best way. I was more so in awe, like, wow, like, this is what it fucking, this is what it looks like. Like, this is what this shit looks like in real life, you know? Mm-hmm. So... I, I've got great reverence for uh, young Macnez out there, man. He's a he's a definitely a talent. I am, yeah, pretty incredible. Shout out Macnez. Yeah, when he was on the pod, man, I just let him talk, and he just talks, man. It's just you know, it's just a privilege for you for us to just listen, listen to him. It man. is, it is. He's like our uh, fucking our elder, you know, yeah. in the podcast <laughs> shit. For for us, it's like that's exactly how I feel. Like I'm just gonna shut up and listen to you. You know what I mean? Like you tell such great detailed stories it's 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 hard for me at least as a podcaster sometimes to to relay stories uh in depth right like i Mm. I can hit a couple good details you know what i mean but like to be a storyteller my guy is like uh fucking uh shout out uh 
Thomas, right? Fucking uh, smoke signals. Hey, Victor, you want to hear a story about my your dad or whatever? And he fucking he just goes, and you want to yeah, listen? Dude. It's it's so good, man. He's so good at what he does. I definitely hope to be you know somewhat like him eventually. You know what I mean? He's very 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 talented, man. So I feel you. I I just shut up and listen, man. When he's when he's doing his thing, I've got the opportunity. Uh, once off stage right so i got to brock with him on stage but then the one time i got to go me and russell were doing a podcast for a little bit i think it lasted the total of a month because russell's so busy shout out to him but uh we did the underground kings podcast mm. for a little bit and uh we got to have i had the privilege of getting to be able to sit down with mac on that show and we did an episode where Magnez, as I'm sure you know is a humongous movie buff mm-hmm. the guy knows his films so what me and Russell did was compile a list of movies we haven't seen that are musties classics and we just wanted to irritate the fuck out of Magnez and get his reviews on these movies we haven't seen like Back to the Future and shit like, like we haven't seen a lot of good movies Terminator, I just watched Terminator 2 for the first time in my fucking life man so damn you know what i mean yeah it was it was fun to hang out with him though really sweet guy yeah russell was talking about that well actually we were talking about this um yesterday yeah because we had a pod we did a podcast with the turtle island boys and everything Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. we just started talking about macnez and he talked about you and then him getting macnez mad (laughs) because you guys didn't watch the fucking movies that he was talking about it was such a good time, man, to get to spend time with him, to get the fucking podcast with Russell Sunnygo too. Uh, like I said, man, I, I look at all of you guys with high respect and hold you guys in high regard in the podcast game. Uh, I love what you guys are doing. It's 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 um, a huge influence to what I'm doing, and I've been podcasting for fucking. I don't know. Uh, maybe back in 2014 is when I first started, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been podcasting a long time, but I, I just love your guys' energy. I love what you guys bring to the t- table. Um, as well, I feel like you guys do something on a deeper level as well, man. Um, oftentimes, my mother's a h- huge civil rights activist, brother, for the, uh, you know, her tribe and things like that. I grew up, I look white. I'm a white dude. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But I have native in me. Um I often grew up uh, very uncomfortable in my skin, right? My mother would be like, oh, let's go to the powwows. I want you to to rain dance. And this and I always been like, mom, I'm too fucking white. And this and that, uh, you know, but that influence has always been there. And I guess what I'm getting to is, you know what I'm saying? One of the things my mother has always taught me because I've always wanted to be an entertainer is that native people in American entertainment a lot of times are shut out. Their voices are shut out. They don't get the opportunity to tell their story. They don't get the opportunity to get their fucking light. That's changing a little bit now. Thankfully, you know what I'm saying? But I just, I feel like throughout history, you know, they have been, you know, kind of shut out of the industry. They haven't got their fucking, their, you know, their, uh, their justice, you know, their, you know, uh, just do, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And with your guys's pods, man, you guys not only, bring your voices to the table, but you allow that platform for other natives to come through, speak their mind and do their fucking thing. And I think that that's fucking fire. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's not only fire, but something that's needed, man, much needed, you know? So I, I don't know. I, I just got the utmost respect for you guys and how you move. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, for me, when I started this pod, um, 
You know, it takes a lot to start a pod and it takes a lot to find your voice in a podcast and to know what you're talking about and to be somewhat, you know, influential and mm-hmm. in podcasting and to understand what people, you know, want want to listen to. But it's up to you, you know, you have to learn to talk about yourself and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me into that. And then, you know, with Russell, he pushed me. They just give me a nudge. You know, he's like, you got to start mm-hmm. it. You know, you just have to fucking just do it. Because I had like a lot of like anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And fucking just start, you know, just to do something. And plus that with my artwork, you know, I haven't really done any artwork until now. Like to just mm-hmm. fucking keep on going with covers and covers and covers. And then a lot of like people that I don't know are starting to recognize my artwork through my covers. And they have to. And then they're like, fuck, where did this guy come from? With his artwork coming out of nowhere, because right. I, because I, I, uh, I told this on my podcast that there was a point in my life of wanting to become a uh, comic book artist, mm-hmm. but I had, but um, that time, uh, going way back, like this one comic book artist was fucking just shutting me out, and. It just really fucking just hurt and discarded me because, you know, a person that dreams a lot and fucking wants to become something and mm-hmm. just tell you no, tell you no, you're not good enough. And then that just fucking just spiraled me out of control. Like, fuck, you know, I'm not even good enough to be an artist. But then that was just all in my mind. I, what I should have done was not, you know, let somebody talk me down like that and just keep mm-hmm. pursuing it. Because right now I think... If I didn't stop then, you know, I could have been like, you know, doing comic cons or something like that, you know, just right, just straight definitely. up drawing, you know, but, and this is like, I think that this podcast is like a second chance, you know, to mm. do something, to, to keep pursuing and not letting another voice come in and saying that you're not good enough because looking at Mac Nez, big shout out to that guy, you know, mm. seeing that guy and to learn and to progress into an art of talking and having the great uh, conversations with somebody classic conversations with somebody that you feel inf- that the person that is listening to you becomes inspired to do it even more you know that's 100 that's what i started doing this pod and learning and fucking just talking and getting out of my comfort zone and fucking just putting myself out there it's a real fucking art and you know I'm, i don't think I, that i'm that I'm at the full potential, but I'm getting there. Like I said, man, I have high respect for you and your guys' whole gang, brother. You guys are big influences to the to, to, to what I'm doing every time. I, I fucking get in front of a fucking microphone. The fact that you guys have the I think it takes balls, man, to get out here and just be your truest selves in mm. front of an audience, brother. Uh I wanna I wanna backtrack just a little bit, man, because you said something in your story that I felt was uh you know, I kind of wanted to bring light to uh, this fucking asshole that was kind of, you know what I mean, trying to close you out. You know what I mean? As mm. an artist, you know what I'm saying? I feel like now it's on us again to bring back the second chance that you brought up. It's on us for the next fucking young cat that wants to do something, man. Now that we have the spotlight, right? We do this cool fucking thing. We get to talk to each other on fucking microphones about whatever the hell we want. There's another little young us that's going to come to us and be like, oh, I want a podcast. And we get the fucking opportunity that second chance you know 
maybe not to right our wrongs, but right that fucking asshole's wrong. And be like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, definitely do that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I just think that's the we get to be the superhero in that sense, man. And that's a humongous blessing, bro, to get to, to bring on the next level of podcast or whoever the fuck that kid is. You know what I mean? Yeah, most deaf, man. So I didn't know you did art, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I did not know that. I would love to see some of your work and potentially hang up something, man, if you're if you're down for that. You know what I'm saying? Also, uh, you know what I'm saying? I encourage you to fucking keep on doing your thing and maybe uh try your hand at getting getting into some books, man. It doesn't have to be Marvel or DC. Uh one of my favorite things about comic books is the indie scene, right? Uh, I'm talking to a guy right now in Barbados. Shout out Nigel Lynch. Uh, he does the Sleeping Dogs comic book. I, I have it laying around here somewhere. A uh, good friend of mine, we recently started talking, and we only started talking because me and my wife are currently working on a comic book. I've been sitting on uh, an idea for many, many years, yeah. um, and it took her to be like, let's just fucking try it. So I've got whiteboards over here full of ideas and shit. haven't started writing yet, but... Uh, you know, I'm going to try my hand at it. Anyway, I say all that to say that's why we started talking. And, you know, he's a part of a small little indie group. He's doing his thing. And I feel like, man, if you got a fucking idea, if you've got a hand to draw, brother, I, I highly encourage you to do it, man. I feel like yeah. you have a great support system around you. You know what I mean? That, bro, we're going to push the shit. So, you know what I mean? If that's something you're still interested in, I highly encourage it. Just because I get giddy about comic books, man. <laughs> and I'd love to see you fucking do your thing and be like, hey, I know that guy. Watch me slide to this table and get an autograph really quick you know yeah dude i went to um well me and russell met at our indian art school that's how we met and then after that you know i wasn't doing too good because yeah i was partying too much and everything mm -hmm. <laughs> a yeah. lot of good stories man with him and but after that you know i went to the art institute of phoenix and mm -hmm. met a lot of good inspirational people there and my professors big shout out to them that really pushed me along and guided me do the right things of what to learn and what, you know, what to, what to do in this type of situation when it comes to animation, because I was in animation production, you know, of like making cartoons and shit, learning That's cartoons dope. and shit like that. And then after that, um, my school closed down. And after that, I couldn't, I didn't have, uh, you know, I didn't graduate. So after that, I went to GCU and to fucking have an, another opportunity to be an uh, animator um, mm -hmm. student. So that right there just fucking just really pushed me to learn about art and to be good at it. And the stuff like right now, like my covers, if you look at all of them, they tell a story. They tell what I'm going to be talking about if people don't understand it. And if you look at it when I'm talking, you understand what, it, what this artwork really means. And I'd had a good, I don't, my art, my art professors at GCU always told me that I have a really unique eye with, um, for artwork. Mm -hmm. And so that just took me, I just grabbed that and just ran with it. And just to put it out there for everybody to see. And right now I'm starting to get people looking at me, like I said, looking at this guy over here that's doing artwork for every cover of his podcast. And that's fucking amazing. And I just feel really proud because Mac Ness is the one that told me that he's like, dude, man, like, you know, you do artwork for every one of your podcasts. I mean, that's fucking dope. And I was like, dude, I mean, thank you. Cause I don't really, and I'm, a, I'm my biggest critic. Every artist is. And mm -hmm. 
And a big shout out to Magnez for telling me that to recognize my own skill. I feel like this is the uh, Magnez appreciation episode. <laughs> I love it. Um, man, I got to see your art, brother. I think that that's incredible. Uh, and the fact that you're doing all your covers and shit is, is dope. I don't know. I would love to uh, run some ideas your way. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Just to kind of mm. see, you know, what, 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 what all you can do and what all you're, you're trying to do. The fact that you know how to animate too, that's a, you're just sitting on all these skills right now. There's a lot of things I feel like you could really be out here killing, man. You know mm. what I'm saying? Shout out to you. You know what I'm saying? I think that that's dope. I think that's dope. And as you said, a lot of people are paying attention to the cover arts now too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's a big deal. That's a big deal, bro. You know what I mean? That's a, not a, a slight feat, my brother. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's really cool. That's really fucking cool, man. Oh yeah. That's nice, ask, man. Like, you know, you started rapping and everything. How did you get into that? Uh, so hip hop, man, has been something that that's, I've been doing since I was a, a youngster, man. Uh, I can't quite really put an age on it, but my auntie tells me stories about how she has film of me when I was a little kid trying to rap and shit, man. But a lot of my music, I guess I'll, I'll go this route with it, man. A lot of my influence just in life comes from my mother. My mother's a big influence to me. She's my role model. She's my fucking everything. Shout out to my mom. She's incredible. Uh, but uh, definitely my musical taste came from her. Uh, I grew up listening to cats like Pac, Big, Snoop, you know what I'm saying, Nas, all of that good shit, you know what I'm saying, uh, because of my mom and my mother always told me, like, you know what I'm saying, that, that I had a purpose, I had something I knew I was supposed to do out here, you know what I mean, and she always felt it was it was involving the arts. Uh, I chose rapping for the longest time to be my voice, to, to be how I got my voice out, uh, you know what I'm saying. I think when I very first picked up the pen, though, I actually picked up the pen, was right around... Uh, Actually, I do remember it was when Weezy dropped the card of three. I know a lot of people are going to hate on me for referencing this. Uh, he dropped the card of three, and I wasn't a big Weezy fan. I'm going to say that right now before mm-hmm. I lose my hip-hop card. I think Weezy, look, man, I used to hate on Wayne a lot growing up, uh, but Weezy's earned his place. I've never met a, a artist. I've never seen an artist uh, punch the way he does. His metaphors are fucking simple, but also mad wild. You know what I'm saying? So the Carter Three came out, and I remember listening to that. I was at Memorial High School. My boy Abdullah was running around with me in those days as well. Uh, so I remember hearing that uh, and his ice cream paint job joint, um, which blew my mind. Like I said, I just had never heard anybody punch like that. So I went and took what I, I went and took that influence, man, and I went to Tupac's Changes instrumental. I was staying with my aunt at the time, uh, my aunt Tiffany. Man, I had got kicked out of my mama's house. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So they had took me in cause I had nowhere else to go. And I remember sitting in front of their computer. I wasn't supposed to be on that computer, but I went on there and I looked up some instrumentals and shit. And like I said, I found myself at Tupac's changes and I had wrote a whole song. Uh, and I actually started off as a Christian rapper. My rap name was concrete. The disciple. I used to be a little Christian boy. Shout out to y'all. If y'all are religious in the world, whatever, <laughs> I believe in peace, peace within pursue your own journey, live your best fucking life. Do what makes you happy. Uh, if that's Christianity, fine. If that's Islam, fine if that's fucking the earth the universe whatever that may be like that's your business fucking live your best life um but i started off as a christian rapper man and you know what i'm saying so i wrote a big old christian rap on that song and or on that beat and that's how i got started and uh it wasn't till you know uh i guess i always took it serious though 
after that, man. But it wasn't until maybe, man, maybe two to three years ago, bro, to where I really started. I had always wrote music. I had been in the studio and shit, but I never did anything. It wasn't until two or three years ago to where I started like really trying to perform and actually like give a fuck about my music. And then now here we are in 2023 and I ain't wrote a song in a while. And uh, I don't know. I just ain't felt the influence. So I don't even know if I'm gonna get back to it, man. I like it. I like rapping, but right now that fire is kind of, kind of burnt out, man. I just want to podcast. I want to talk about movies and shit. I want to talk about what makes me happy. So that's kind of what I'm on, man. My main concentration as of right now is Comic Cons podcast. Uh, shout out to my brother Jules Julian, uh, who also does the Socks On or Off podcast. Uh, I met this guy. Uh, not to journey off. Do you mind if I journey off? Oh man, good. So I met this guy, uh, Jules Julian. Uh, Jules is his podcast name. I met him uh, through the With All Due Respect podcast. That was my podcast I did before I did Comic Cons. Um, you know what I'm saying? I uh, I had been peeping the kid's work. You know what I'm saying? He's a bit younger than me and shit, and he's also a bit younger in the podcast game. I had peeped his work. Uh, just scrolling through Facebook and shit, I saw he had one of the comedians I know, Sherry Johnson, shout out uh, on his show. And, uh, you know, and he so it drew my attention. So I went ahead and checked out his shit, man. And I, I noticed uh, the kid brings a lot of uh, substance to his shows. A lot of the questions he asks his guests, and it's all offhead. He kind of follows my style uh, without following my style because we hadn't known each other at the time. But I'm an offhead podcaster, man. I don't really write down points and shit like that. I'm trying to now that I do a news podcast, right? I try to cover news. I try to have points. But I'm used to the free-flowing form of conversation, kind of like we're doing right now. Yeah. We're just fucking going at it, and let's see what happens. Let's see where we go. Um, you know, he did the same thing, but a lot of his questions were just full of substance, full of just real heartfelt, like, let me get to know the true you. And it reminded me of me when I first started podcasting, because that's what it was really about. With all due respect, podcast started off as uh, didn't end up there. That's why I'm not doing it right now. We're resetting the show, uh, just in case viewers at home gave a fuck or were wondering. Um <sighs> The With All Due Respect Respect podcast started off as the With All Due Respect podcast, where we express our truest thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And for those of you that don't like it, with all due respect, fuck you. That was the vibe. And that's what that kid had. So, uh, you know what I'm saying? Eventually, man, I had co-host after co-host after co-host on my show, man, and people kept fucking leaving, which is something I'm sure, uh, you know, any creator is familiar with, you know, sometimes it's hard to rely on another person, man. You got to kind of do it yourself. I often hear Russell Sonny go fucking talk about it all the time. He wanted to start a show and you know what I mean? He didn't get to it cause he was waiting on other people. Um, but then he finally fucking got a fire under his ass, did it himself. Um, but back to Jules, man, like I said, co-host after co-host after fucking co-host, uh, I finally decided like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to give this kid a shot. Like I'm going to talk to him. Like I'm going to bring him on my show and have him help me. Uh, brought him on as my co-host and with all due respect, he was dedicated. He showed up every time, always had a good attitude, was always sweet and always just down to kind of play co-host followed my lead, you know, and with all due respect, I very much was the leader to my show. You know what I mean? It, it is what it is. Uh, and he wasn't mad at it. So, um, Rap got kind of busy with the rap battles, man. So I slowed down on my, my podcast with all due respect. And, uh, you know, the, the battles took up all my fucking time. It's another reason I'm glad, like, I've stepped back from doing that. Like, I had no time to, to, to again, I'm after peace. I'm after what makes me truly happy. And mm. what doesn't make me truly happy is having to worry about 
12, 15 other motherfuckers all the goddamn time that are not happy. Like, that's not fun. So, anyway, it took up all my fucking time, man. Uh, I stopped that. Back down from that. Uh, around that time, you know, uh, started getting into my collecting. Me and the wife started uh, doing our weekend comic book hunt. You know, we, we started going and pursuing comics together and stuff. And uh, shout out to my wife. Uh, huge blessing, man, to get to go and fucking read comics with my wife. You don't get that to a woman that lets you collect comics, but also lets you, you know, eat the vagina. Like, it's not a thing. So, <laughs> you know, shout out to my fucking wife. She's a fucking miracle in my life. Um, but so, but also right around that time, Jules started texting me about comic books and superheroes and this and that. And I'm like, oh, Jules, I'm also into this. And I think we had kind of touched base about we were both into that as well. And I may have pitched a little idea of like, oh, this is what I really want to talk about, Jules. And he listened. He heard me out. Uh, so started texting me about that. And uh, I just hit him with it one day like, hey, this this is what I want to do. I want to fucking talk comics. I don't want to worry about rap battles. I don't want to do any of this other shit that I've been building around my life right yeah. now. Uh, and basically, like, I, you know, do you want to do this? I need a partner. I need somebody that I, I know wants to do this as well. And Jules was that guy, and he decided to do it, and here we are, and we're fucking the Comic Cons, which means uh, Comic Kings. He actually came up with the name. Uh, comic cons podcast he always tells us the story is uh we're both really into battle rap and one of our favorite things in battle rap is the play on words uh i had no idea that that's what it was a play on words for comic con mm -hmm. and comic cons but you know i just i love the name man and i love that kid he's a really sweet guy and you know i'm lucky to have him around you know so uh our goal right now like i said we've been recording at impulse which has been incredible uh, our next goal, man, on top of always just getting better and better with delivery of content, um, you know, I, I really want us to take the mindset of journalists, right? Mm. I want us, I watch all these guys like Chris Hardwick or even my biggest influence, Kevin Smith. He's so good at relaying information, relaying, repeating back what he's watched on a video time and time again, repeating back what he's read in a comic book, repeating back, you know, that kind of shit, telling stories. I want us to be able to come back with these points of, did you hear that this is what James Gunn is doing in the new DC universe? And this is why, and this is how, and this is like, I want to get, I want us both to get good at that. So we're practicing that, mm -hmm. but the ultimate goal, like I said, is to end up on a panel somewhere at a comic con, uh, not once, but again and again and again and again, and just fucking podcast at a comic con. Like that's, that's the dream. That's where we're trying to go with the show right now. Um, and just to, to, to talk to cool ass people that do things again, that, that make us happy, man, creators, artists, actors, directors, fucking collectors, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want to do, man. That's, that's what the fuck I'm interested in doing. That's, that's, I got a text today about uh shout out to the guy respect. He offered to pay and things like that. And I appreciate that love, but I got to offer today to come back and just host the battles. You know what I mean? Just come back and host. You don't got to do anything. When I was doing the battles, I was doing it all, man. I was booking, fucking, making sure cameramen were there. And I was the boss. So respectfully, like, that's what I should be doing. I get it. It was my job. But it was a yeah. lot of stress, a lot of pressure. And, 
you know, managing everybody and doing all that, you know, it just wasn't for me. So I got a text today, like, Hey, come back. Uh, I'll pay you a hundred dollars. If you just stand there and host, I, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to worry about anything. Just do what you do. Great. And that's fucking get up there and talk, you know, uh, I, I might probably not though, you know, because it just doesn't make me happy anymore. Like I'm fine with not doing that. I just want to fucking, Talk to people that do cool shit like you, you know what I mean? Like I want to talk to cool ass fucking people that have a beautiful outlook on life and that want to share stories and fucking just have a good time, man. And nerd out and just vibe like that's, that's what I'm after in life right now, man. It's just doing that and then hanging out with my fucking wife. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. you know, yeah. What a question. You man. asked me how I wanted to be a rapper and we got here. Sorry. <laughs> Another question, man. Like, how did you get Kevin to uh, marry you guys? So, all right, shout out to Kevin fucking Smith, man. Uh, so nothing really special or fancy here, man. I'm a big fucking Kevin Kevin Smith geek, like huge. Like, like I said, the whole reason I started podcasting was because I found Fat Man on Batman and Jay and Silent Bob get old and his uh, podcast Smodcast and all of that shit, man. I found it, fell in fucking love, and I was like, oh, this is a guy that gets it. He understands the nerd language. Mm-hmm. He does what I want to do. I want to be just like you. Uh, um, also I grew up watching his films. My mom was a huge Kevin Smith fan. My mother actually, uh, with the way she carries herself, the way she talks and things like this, the way she tells stories, she reminds me of the female Kevin Smith. She's my own fucking Kevin Smith, man. I love her. Um, but you know what I mean? I, I, I fucking love the guy. He's my favorite fucking dude in the whole world he's cool as shit so i'm a weird fan and i watch documentary after documentary on his films fucking watch his film after film after fucking film listen episode after episode and uh i find myself watching a comic-con documentary one day that he was in and i found out oh kevin smith fucking marries people you know uh he's an ordained minister and all you gotta do is just stand up and be like hey kevin smith will you marry me um because he's a good guy and shit. And he does shit like that for people and doesn't worry about it. Um, and so it had always been my dream. Like if I'm going to fucking get married, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be by Kevin Smith. I, I, I want this. This is what I want. Uh, and I met my wife and our love grow grew and things like that. And my wife is very much uh, a huge supporter of me being me and, you know, liking things that I like and shit like that. And, uh, you know, I often, you know, think about the fact that like, yo, she's the queen. Like she wants probably a fucking big wedding with beautiful shit and this and that. But, uh, we find out Kevin Smith is coming to impulse creation. Shout out to the home of the comic cons podcast. Uh, and he'll be there to do a signing for this new comic book he just recently made called Masquerade. You guys go check that shit out. First time ever in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, probably won't come back to Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what I mean? Kevin's never been here. He came here the one time. Um, and me and my wife saw it as like, you know, like, this is the chance. Like, we should fucking get married. Not only is it by Kevin Smith, but it's at a comic shop. Like, what represents me and you more with our uh, brand of stand-up comedy than to, you know, 
pull a random ass wedding out of nowhere. We've been talking about getting married for quite some time, but to pull a random ass wedding, not only at a comic shop, by, by, but by Kevin Smith, that's very on brand for me and my wife. Uh, so we decide to fucking do it. We go a week before to the courthouse and get our fucking, uh, you know, our, our shit all ready to get a certificate for him to sign and things yeah. like that. And we show up, man. And then there we are, me, her, her sister, and my brother, why not co-owner of black hoodie clothing? You know what I'm saying? It's my clothing brand as well as my brothers and shit. Um, you know what I'm saying? We, uh, we're all there standing in line, man, just kind of waiting. Like, is he going to say yes? Or is he going to say no? We don't have a clue. Like I've never met Kevin, you know? Yeah. Well, we're there for about uh, a total of about two hours, you know what I'm saying, in line, and we finally get there. We finally get in line with Kevin. We finally get to Kevin Smith, man, and then there he is, you know what I'm saying, my fucking biggest role model. I could literally cry telling this story, man. Uh, and there he is, and I take a fucking picture, and everything's fast, 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 and you know what I mean? But I look over to him after the picture and, you know, he's very much on the move as he should be. He's busy. And I'm like, Hey man, uh, nervous as can be. Hey, Hey man. Uh, you know, it was just so fucking scared because this guy is literally what I've built a huge portion of my life off of. I've spent yeah. so many years podcasting and talking about this guy and watching his films and learning lessons from this this fucking individual. He has no idea. That's the crazy thing about being a celeb out there. Like you don't know the impact you have. What me and you do, like you don't know the impact, you know, until mm. you know. You know what I mean? But uh it's heavy. It's heavy for me, man. Uh you know what I mean? I look over, hey man, uh will you marry me and my wife? And his fucking manager, you know what I'm saying? Chimes in like, no, dude, we don't have time. We got to go see fucking Black Panther and shit. <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking asshole. And Kevin looks at me and he's like, no, man, like, it's cool. Like, we'll, we'll do it. You know, if you guys stay to the end, we'll, we'll marry you. I'll marry you. You know, just we got to be quick. It's going to be the quickest wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I've ever done in my life. And I'm like, right on, dude. Like, fuck yeah, we'll fucking <laughs> stay, Kevin. You know what I'm saying? I want to put into perspective as well what kevin smith had going on at that time too so not only did he just fucking get stopped in kansas for some weed shit on the way here to the show right so he was already running late already on schedule wants to go see the brand new uh wakanda forever who the fuck didn't want to see that you know what i mean but on top of all that it's unfortunately uh the day kevin conroy died uh, which is the voice of the animated Batman mm. and the voice that we all know and love when we read comic books and shit with Batman. No, I'm Batman voice. I can't do it. Shout out Kevin Conroy, RIP. Uh, they were close. You know what I'm saying? So not only is he already dealing with like the stress of I got to be Kevin Smith today, but also like, you know what I'm saying? Like a guy I really cared about, like a big influence as, as he is to me, Kevin Conroy is to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just fucking died and i got this fucking kid asking me like yo we you marry me and shit but he says yes so we wait another about an another hour or whatever just standing in line man and then we finally get there you know what i mean and uh you know i'm standing there my fucking i'm looking in the eyes of my fucking beautiful ass woman you know what i'm saying in there kevin smith is right there fucking doing his amazing thing and uh don't know who I had a chub for most my fucking wife or Kevin Smith. Cause they were both there holding my hands. Like it was amazing, man. And, uh, we had 
we had a little audience. Uh, my brother, why not was there, like I said, and my sister, her sister, my, I guess, sister-in-law, Alex. So she's my sister, you know, I love her. Uh, were there, but then a bunch of people we didn't know, the owner of the comic shop, his kid, uh, and a bunch of other just random nerds, which is why I love nerds, man, because we support each other. We care about each other. That's why I want to be here. It's, 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 there's not negative negativity. If we get into an argument, it's going to be about Star Trek or Star Wars. You know what mm. I mean? Like, that's what we fucking fight about Batman or Superman. We're not out here just trying to bring each other down. We're supportive. We're there. And they were all there just watching me and my wife fucking taking videos, weirdos. You know what I mean? <laughs> just taking videos of me and my wife. But like, I'm there and fucking, I got my best friend, the love of my life right there in front of me. And, you know, Kevin's doing his thing. He fucking quotes. He makes us quote Green Lantern. Uh, Darkest day, brightest night. I think I fucked it up already, but like just fucking quoting Green Lantern. He referenced George Carlin in our fucking wedding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I remember when he said, uh, said the now time for the most metal part of all. Tell death do you part, ladies and gentlemen. I was like, fuck yeah, Kevin. Anyway, and like there we are. And then like I do came and then like, you know, you may kiss the bride and there I am kissing my beautiful fucking wife, Kevin in the back rejoicing, everybody rejoicing. And it was just uh, the happiest day of my life. I got to marry my best friend with my role model in a fucking comic shop. Like, and it, it was amazing, man. And I'm honored that not only did, do I get to have that piece of history with Kevin Smith. Hopefully I get to meet him one day. Goal of mine, personal goal of fucking one day podcast with the man. I've got to do it. Yeah. It's on the to-do list, but not only did I get to have him there to do that in this sacred place of comic books and nerd memorabilia, <laughs> but I got to do that with, you know, the person I'm going to spend the rest of my fucking life with Joe Miller, my fucking wife, man. And the most supportive woman, the, the one person I know without a shadow of a doubt, you know, like gives a fuck about me and my fucking peace, my happiness. Like that's a special thing to come by, man. Not, it's not often you meet an individual that truly, truly wants to see you happy to the core, man. And you know, I, I'm, I'm a very lucky. It was a very beautiful day. So that's how it happened though, man, to Damn. wrap it all up. We walked up to him. Uh, my ball shriveled up in my tummy and I said, Hey, Kevin Smith, we fucking marry me and my wife. And, he said yes. So he said I do first, actually, before my wife, you know. So it was a good, good, good day, man. I always remember that. So with that being said, we left married. We left married. With that being said, we left married. Yeah, I thought I said that weird. Uh, with that being said, we left married kids, uh, got two comic books signed, uh, three. We got two issues of the masquerade signed, Uh an issue of uh, the widening gyre enter the widening gyre book. Kevin Smith did way back a Batman book with a uh, Walt Flanagan and to top it all off. We got it fucking uh, our marriage certificate signed by Kevin Smith. And we'll always have that. So it was a beautiful day. Wow. You know what I mean? We got a poster signed too. And then fucking like a month later, we got it signed by Kevin Smith and the artist at the thing, the artist, we got it signed at a con. It's a picture of Jane Silent Bob as zombies with their asses hanging out or some shit. But then like we got it signed by Kevin. And then a month later we went to brick down uh, Bricktown comedy club. And uh, my wife, as I said, she's a stand-up comedian. So she's done many shows there or whatever. So like they fucking know her and shit. Uh, Jason Muse was there. 
And so we fucking went to see him and like, they were like, Hey, Joe Miller, like you do comedy here. Come, come meet Jason Muse. So we got to slide to the back. I fucking knew something special was going to happen. So I brought the poster. I planned on fucking paying anyway, but like we got back there for free and shit because of my fucking amazing ass wife, man, and got it signed. So, you know, we got it signed by both Jay and silent Bob, man. And it was, it was a fucking blessing, bro. It was amazing. So yeah. Shout out to those guys. Great guys, man. And, Shout out to my wife. She's the true hero of the story, kids. Wow, dude. So, I mean, when she had the opportunity, man, take it. You got to, man. What do they say? You miss every fucking shot you don't take or something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've got that quote, but shit. But, dude, man, that's a fucking awesome-ass story, dude. It was it was cool, man. It was really cool. I'm uh, I'm glad we got to do it. You know what I mean. And Kevin's a cool guy. If you ever get to meet him, you know what I mean. Really mm. sweet guy. So, all right, dudes. Uh, we're gonna be cutting it right there. But it was much, much fucking appreciated for King Castle to come on the pod and express himself. So much love Happy to you to guys and uh, King. Can you tell the people where they can find you at? Yeah, guys, uh, check out the Comic Cons podcast, if you don't mind. That's C-O-M-I-C-K-H-A-N-S podcast on YouTube, Facebook, and fucking, uh, what's the other one? Instagram. We do a lot more on Instagram than the Facebook, but uh, check us out there. We're also on all streaming platforms if you guys want to just tune into the audio. I think we got the video on Spotify or some shit, but go hit up the YouTube. That's our main market. Fucking check that out. Comment. Tell us you love us. You know what I'm saying? Tell us you learned about me from the Classic Wolf podcast and all that shit too, man, because then I might shout you out or something. So fucking do that, guys. Uh, thank you so much for having me today, brother. It was been a, it's been an absolute pleasure. This is my first fucking Zoom podcast, and I, I've always been skeptical of Zoom pods, and this was a fucking amazing time, man. So I had a great time with you. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, man. And you guys can go find me. That is Robin Jackson on Facebook with the Class of War Podcast and Class of War Podcast 89 on Instagram. So, guys, go follow that. And much love to you guys. Much love to the new brother here. And I will see you guys next week. <laughs>